Is God the author of evil? Hmm, some would say yes, and they could give you the scripture to support their belief. And that's what's so fascinating about the Bible. Your perception determines your reception. How you perceive God determines how you receive from God. Everything, I mean everything, depends on the lens you choose to look through. Is God the author of evil? This is Grace on Steroids. Steroids. We're sin abound. Grace, much more abound. To be evil means to be profoundly immoral and wicked. Can you believe this, that there are scriptures in the Old Testament that accuse God of being evil and good? Lamentations 3, Jeremiah said, Is it not out of the mouth of the Most High that evil and good both proceed? Amos 3, 6 says, Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? And there are several others. You take Job. Job accused God of so many wicked, evil things. And it just gives weight to people who want to accuse God of allowing suffering, permitting sickness, not healing diseases for whatever reason. And they say, well, God must have willed it. He must have allowed it or he caused it. When you understand the definition of evil means to be profoundly immoral, to be wicked, I cannot see us saying that about Jesus. If you cannot say that about Jesus, why do we say it about God? Because Jesus said, I represent my father perfectly. So then could it be? I mean, I'm just going out on a limb here, but could it be these cats in the Old Testament got it wrong? Oh, my God, Terry, how could you say Jeremiah was wrong? How could you say Job was wrong? It's in the Bible. Every scripture is Holy Spirit inspired. It is the accurate word of God. I agree. I agree. The Bible accurately records inaccurate statements. Okay. These were inaccurate statements about God because of their perception. You see, Jeremiah had a glimpse of God. He had a knowledge of God, but it was not a complete knowledge of God that we see in Jesus. Jeremiah filtered what he saw of God. He filtered it through the lens of the old covenant. Jesus changed everything. The way you perceive God determines how you receive from God. My dear friend and my brother in the Lord, Robin Bullock. He and his wife pastor great church in Alabama. They've been friends of mine for nearly 20 years, and he and I actually uh, did a book together in 2005. And it was around 2004. I'll never forget this. What Robin said to me once, it changed my entire viewpoint. He said, Terry, view the Bible as courtrooms. And think of it like this. All of the prophets in the Old Testament, they're like a small claims court. Those people accused God. They claimed that God was doing this to them. They would claim that he did that to them. But the words in red are supreme court. And this is how I took what he said to me. Compare everything. Look at everything through 
red. If it doesn't square with red, the words that Jesus spoke, it is either inaccurate or incomplete. So here is how I say that. Always interpret the written word through the living word. If what we see in Job is totally different than what we see in Jesus, I'm going with Jesus. I mean, I like Job. I'm sure he was a good man and all, but I'm going with Jesus. You understand? Jeremiah, he might have been a good guy, but he wasn't Jesus. The prophets, Nathan, Isaiah, etc., they were all good men, but they weren't Jesus. Please get this. These old prophets, these old saints in the Old Testament, they had a glimpse of God, but it wasn't complete. They filtered their incomplete view of God with a lens that was apart from Jesus. So they had somewhat an excuse for viewing God the way they did. We don't. We don't. Jesus was and is the complete, perfect, and only accurate expression of the Father, period, period. That settles every argument. And you never see Jesus causing, allowing, or permitting evil on any scale of any kind. Why? Because you can't give what you don't have. And very few people in the Old Testament got this. No one got it perfectly until Jesus came. But there were a few who looked ahead and they had a different perception. They saw a greater, a higher perception of God, and God dealt with them or was able to give to them in a different way. And one of those people was David. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 11, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you from your own household. Now, this was the prophet Nathan telling sinful King David what God was going to do. Now, this was Nathan's perception. Let's look at David's perception. If you'll recall, David slept with another man's wife. He got her pregnant and then he killed the husband to hide his secret. And it was a horrible crime. And this prophet, he was the embodiment of the law in the sense that he came down hard on this sinner. And he said, God would punish David. But look at what David did. David sat down and he wrote this, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. The word for loving kindness is Hesed, which is the Hebrew equivalent of the word grace. But then David takes it up another level, and it's more than just grace. But in Psalm 51, verse 1, he says, According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. You know what that is? Grace on steroids. David deserved death because of what he did. The law required that he be stoned to death publicly, but David had a different perception. Nathan had this old covenant law kind of God, this vengeance God. David saw through the eyes of grace. And so not only was he praying against the evil Nathan said God was going to give him, but he was asking the Lord to treat him as if he hadn't even sinned. He said, blot out my transgressions. Yes, there were consequences to his sin, but 
David ignored the condemnation of the prophet. And in a sense, David said, I know what you're saying. You're telling me that God's going to do me evil, but I believe God longs to be gracious and he wants to be good to me. His perception determined his reception. God said that sinful David, not the sinless law preacher, was a man after his own heart. He took that evil mess that David made, and David did reap some consequences. Yes, life will render a harvest, but God turned it around. Bathsheba became the mother of the future King Solomon, and their sins were blotted out by the blood of Jesus. God even listed David as one of the heroes in Hebrews 11. What is that? Grace on steroids. Are you getting this picture? God, throughout history, throughout the entire Bible, has always tried to get people to receive his over-the-top, his hyper-abundant grace, but it all depends on the lens we choose to look through. Perception determines reception. Oh, my friend, God is good, and he's not the one doing evil. He never has. He's not the creator, the author of evil. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life in abundance. He longs to be good to you, even when you mess up, even when you make a mistake and you fail. Yes, there are consequences to our actions, absolutely, but not from God. We're the ones who make the mess. God is the one who can take our mess, and as we yield to Him, He can turn it around and create a message that shows this world grace on steroids. The way you perceive God determines how you receive from God.